You're listening to episode 12 of the Floxy Hope Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Floxy Hope Podcast. This is Lisa Bloomquist, and today our guest is Elise. And Elise is going to tell us about her journey through fluoroquinolone toxicity. Elise, welcome to the show. Thanks, Lisa, and thanks for having me on the Floxy Hope Podcast. (laughs) Glad you could join us. Can you tell us a little bit about your background, just a little bit of your elevator speech about who you are before we get going? Oh, gosh, yes. Um, I am a media maker. I'm a ceramic artist. I'm um, kind of figuring out what I want to do when I grow up still. (laughs) But, you know, my background, um, I've got a... My, my last career was in government and community media for about 18 years. I'm, I live in Seattle, Washington, and I'm currently, um, oh, I would say a media producer, outreach person in the new legal cannabis industry here in Seattle and still doing ceramic art when I can and, um, and all that good jazz in life. Fantastic. And let's dive a little bit into your journey. Can you tell... Can you tell me about how you got floxed and Yeah, and, and you know, I think like many of us, I am not absolutely sure how many times I've been floxed, um, but I know it's been a few. And, you know, and thanks to all the work you do, um, I've been able to kind of put the pieces together throughout my life of what happened to my health. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's so nice to kind of, have a reason of why things happened, even though it's kind of so devastating to go through these things. Um, but the last time I was, I was flocks was in 2009. Um, and that was, I had bronchitis and the doctor gave me Levaquin and prednisone uh, as well as a narcotic cough syrup. And, um, I was never the same since, um, that one really pushed me over the edge. Um, before, certainly before that, uh, in 2000, I took a trip to Thailand and, um, I, I was given Cipro to take, you know, for any, um, intestinal bugs you get when you're traveling. And I was also taking Larium, which is an anti-malarial drug that, uh, you know, now we also know that it has similar effects to fluoroquinolone toxicity. Um, I've also, you know, had, uh, had antibiotics for UTIs and I don't know if they were fluoroquinolones or not, but I wouldn't be surprised if I had them a time or two, you know, before that. And then I did do an India trip in 2004 and I honestly can't remember if I ended up taking my Cipro or not, which I, I wish now that I knew, but I just don't remember. So in all of those times taking Cipro or, or other fluoroquinolones, um, what, what were your symptoms? Can you kind of give us a little bit of a timeline of the symptom progression and, yeah. and how, how it affected your life? Oh, my gosh. You know, really, after learning what I've learned just, you know, so recently in the last few years, the, 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 in 2000, after that trip And again, you know, the way it comes on, I just thought I never realized it wasn't just something going on with me. Like in my life, I I got extreme anxiety. I mean, 
almost panic attacks. I mean, I didn't know how to slow down. I was so anxious all the time. Um, that involved depression. Um, I, I, I think I wasn't thinking as clearly back then too. I remember people just kind of, you know, like my, my coworkers at the time, I, and my friends, I mean, they all just tried to appease me as much as they could, but I just remember being kind of hard to work with because of the extreme anxiety and depression. I, I didn't know how to deal with it. I ended up working out all the time just to try to get the anxiety out. I, I ended up drinking more at night because I didn't know how else to relax. Um, I, it was just a really tough time. I was, I was in a new relationship at the time and, um, you know, how hard this stuff is on relationships. Um, it was just a really, really tough time. Oh, my, I've started having problems with my teeth. I I broke a, a tooth eating ice cream. It just broke apart. It was the weirdest thing. And, um, and that, uh, you know, the depression, I finally went on um, antibiotics, uh, not antibiotics, uh, antidepressants. So I was on antidepressants for about five years. And, you know, it, it, I guess it did help calm me down. And I think it did help me back then. Um, but I'm so glad I'm not on them now. Um, so are those the symptoms that you experienced before 2009, before your, your floxing experience in 2009? Or are those like all of the, all of the symptoms that you oh had? Oh my gosh, no. The, the, the floxing in 2009 was the grand finale of, of stuff. I, I at least continued to have a life, uh, you know, a, a life that was still pretty fun. I was still traveling. I was still working. I, I, I was, even though I went through some really tough stuff, the, the relationship that, um, didn't work out. And, and I, I don't even think I was capable of really having one, you know, in hindsight with all the things I was going through. Um, but, um, you know, and, and, and that's probably, you know, good in hindsight because you end up meeting who you're supposed to meet. And I'm, I'm with a lovely man now. But when I got floxed in 2009, I had recently left my career. I was in grad school. Um, and I one thing in hindsight, too, is, is you know, the earlier floxings really destroyed my gut health. And I think it made me susceptible to a whole host of things going even more wrong. When I got floxed in 2009 in grad school, I, I just, I couldn't function. It hit me so hard and I didn't even think about it being the antibiotics. I just thought, I just have to get through this 10 days and I'll be better. I was pretty sick. Um, trying to come out of that, my, I couldn't focus. I couldn't think well. I, I was having a hard time comprehending stuff that used to be so simple for me to comprehend. I had extreme anxiety, panic attacks, depression. My fatigue was so intense that doing anything was a huge effort. And I mean anything, like getting a load of laundry done was amazing that I could get that done. I, I dropped back in grad school. Thank God I wasn't working, but I... I I have no idea how I managed to get through grad school, but I did. Um, I had a, what, I guess what you would call an emotional, you know, breakdown <laughs> because I just, I, I didn't know, I, I guess I just didn't even know what was going on, but I never, I guess, I never guessed it was a drug. Um, 
at that time. Um, you know, I had blurry vision. I couldn't walk like I used to. My calves got really tight. I started injuring my wrists. You know, months later, I, I kept having horrible wrist injuries, um, more dental problems. I lost like 40 pounds in a little over a month. I had horrible tinnitus in my ears, muscle pain, weakness, um, really sensitive to foods and like IBS symptoms all the time. Insomnia was horrible and really super tight muscles in my neck and my arms and my thighs. Um, it was just, and my eyes got really dry. So did my skin. Um, it was, it was, it was hell. It was absolute hell. And I didn't even know how to be in the world anymore. I felt so disassociated. I, I had a hard time. If I was in a crowd, oh my gosh, I just wanted to go bury my head somewhere and um, try to disappear. It was a really, really, really tough time. I'm I'm so sorry for everything that you've oh, gone through. You. Like it's it, that that sounds just brutal. How did you finally put together the pieces and realize that it it was the the fluoroquinolones that that had it, had at least been a, a big part of it, if not yeah, the only, if not just like the culprit. Oh my gosh, yeah, you know I. Uh, I kept going to, you know, I was in grad school, so I didn't have regular insurance. So I was going to, you know, these low income clinics and, and I used to always do naturopathic stuff, but I'd kind of cut back on that. And, um, cause of, you know, being in school and every doctor I went to would just, the, they would either look at, I said, I don't, I haven't felt right since I've gotten sick and they would just look at me quizzically and say, I want you to be on Paxil. And I would say, I don't want to be on Paxil. Well, I really want you to be on something. And, and I just, um, they said, Oh, you have fluid buildup in your ears. That's why they're ringing so bad. It, it just, nothing felt right. I just got so exasperated by trying to get help. And, um, so I started doing my own research and I started, uh, I have no idea how I stumbled upon it was the fluoroquinolones, but I think something caught my eye. I kept researching, and I remember seeing this video called the Leviquin Blues that really, I think that was what it was called. And I just intuitively knew right then and there that, oh, my gosh, this is what it is. This is what did it. And it was pretty devastating. I think I went into denial, and I didn't want to think about it. I didn't want it to be me. But... Um, then just the more I, I kind of eased back into it after a few months and saw that it was indeed it and didn't really search for the support groups or even if they were there until maybe a couple of years ago and found you and, and found other support to really start learning more um, because I, I thought, well, what can I do? What can I do now? <laughs> you know, so... It was, it was, it was hard, uh, but I guess, you know, with time, I mean, again, my flux, the worst floxing ever was in 2009. And of course we know now how it can be progressively worse every time you take it, but it's 2015 and I don't think I really started noticing an improvement until uh, summer before last summer, uh, it was t starting to take a lot of really heavy-duty antioxidants, and I started no noticing a shift. And, and, and it could have been those. It could have been just time. 
it could have been a number of things. I, I think I could have healed more quickly if I had more knowledge or if I would have tackled more knowledge. But it does take a long time sometimes. So what are the things that have helped you uh, since, since yeah. 2009? What are the things that have helped you to heal? Great question. And I still feel, you know, it's going to be, a, it's a journey. It is definitely oh, a journey. And I would say what, you know, what helped me time and hope. There were times that I, I wasn't feeling very hopeful, but just knowing that you are going to get through this, it, this, you know, it will get better. It will just hang on and, um, and have compassion for yourself. But I, you know, the most important thing I started with, because I started, you know, searching for my symptoms and what can I do to help. And a lot of my symptoms also came up as, you know, gut related, you know, candida, parasites, things like that. And I, I think my gut was just so destroyed from, all the phloxine and antibiotics I've had in my life that it was really, really compromised. Um, and so I, I started looking at candida cleanses, parasite cleanses, and, and that helped immensely. Um, I was on a lot of asthma meds. I wasn't breathing very well. And as soon as I did my first 35-day parasite cleanse, I used a natural thing called Paragon that you can that's pretty readily available out there, I think. I had a huge shift, and I, I ended up having parasites, which is gross and awful, but as compromised as my gut was, no, I, no wonder my body couldn't fight them off. Um, so that was a huge revelation. That really, I think, gave me a fighting chance to help myself was just trying to help heal my gut. I'm still healing my gut. Um, so what, what was involved in the, in the parasite cleanse? Um, and, and, and what has been involved in, in healing your gut? Yeah. Excellent questions. Um, and I think I've probably done three of them now because I, I was getting, you know, a little paranoid, like, oh, my God, I can't have this happen again. <laughs> sure. But, uh, you know, and I had no problems at all doing the, these natural uh, candida slash parasite cleanses. Um, um, I did fine on those. Uh, but I, I, it was cutting back on dairy. It was cutting back on um, – it was basically though, letting the herbs do the work, but cutting back on things that feed yeast like – and, and, and aren't good for your gut microbes, like, you know, processed foods, processed sugar, you know, things like that. Um, started adding in, you know, um, more veggies, uh, good probiotics, um, fermented foods that, you know, things that really fruits, things that are, that help your gut rebuild. Um, I, I had to change my food, my diet. And I started looking into different ways of eating. Um, I noticed I felt a lot better when I cut out wheat and when I cut out dairy and I started looking more into that. Um, I, I started, uh, taking supplements. Some helped, some didn't. And, and what I've learned too, in hindsight is the quality of supplements really, really, really matters. It's so important. Um, and sticking with organic food as much as possible, non-GMO food as much as possible, uh, anti-inflammatory foods. Um, what helped me before I, uh, was, um, there's a, 
a book called To Quiet Inflammation. They call it the TQI diet. And that was really helpful for me. Um, and that, that helped me feel a lot better. Um, I, I thank goodness have a, a new doctor now that is incredible and has treated fluoroquinolone toxicity before. She's a naturopath and a Chinese um, medicine practitioner as well as a acupuncturist. And she is, you know, leaving no stone unturned with all the blood work she's doing on me. Um, and, um, you know, one thing that she really taught me too was how important the quality of supplements is. Um, she, uh, want, has me eating for my blood type also, which is a very interesting thing for me. Um, it's from the Eat Right for Your Type books by uh, Dr. Peter uh, J. Adamo, And there's a website. So if you search for Eat Right for Your Type, there's lots of information on the website for folks that want to look at that. Um, and that's all about how the cells use energy from the food you eat. And um, my doctor said, you know, when she first started school, she didn't think it, it, it made any sense. But then the more people she saw heal from it, she's a complete believer. So that's been part of my healing too. Um, she has me on supplements. I, I also, you know, before I found her, and it's kind of a miracle how I got her, but uh, there were, um, I also used a supplement called Extra, which is from a company, a scientific company called Univera. It, it is a uh, MLM, a multi-level marketing company, but very highly regarded. And so folks introduced me to that. And I, and, I, and what's, what's it called again? Can you just repeat the name? Yeah, of it? yeah, yeah. It's called extra, um, X T R A. And it's a cellular recovery, uh, product. Um, and it is, it's expensive though. And that's kind of makes it tough too. I ended up, you know, so desperate to feel better. I, was willing to do anything. Um, but that I really did notice it helping me. Um, and, and they're, they have really high quality stuff. Um, it is expensive though, but I, I'm happy to, you know, help anyone through that. If anyone wants to talk to me about that, but you can go on their site just on your own and look at it too. It's a uh, Univera. Um, and they, uh, even my doctor uh, complimented their scientific research, so I have total faith in them. Um, and what are what are the other supplements? Like you've mentioned, the 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 importance of of high quality supplements. Yes, what, yes. What um, which which supplements have been helping for, you? Yeah, and for example, when I went to my new doctor. Um, Oh, and hang on just a moment. I just had some noise come on in my room. I'm going to go turn that off real quick. No problem. No, <laughs> no, no, no problem at all. Yes. Okay. Are, are you still that. Are you still there, Elise? I'm still here now. Okay. So, no worries. That a little bit. So, when I took in all the supplements I was taking to do a supplement review with my new doctor, I was so glad I did. I was taking a probiotic that was quite expensive that I felt was high quality, but that she has researched and, and says they have known pathogens are pathogens in their product. She's, she tried to communicate with the company. They refused to listen to her and were very rude and had made no changes um, at all. And I am so glad I wasn't taking those for very long. So, 
you know, I, I think it's just that that's, you know, what you're putting in your body, you could be putting in more worse stuff that is going to make you sicker if you don't really know what you're taking. So she has me on a high quality probiotic, um, uh, vitamin C that's not made from GMO corn. It's a thorn product. Um, she has me on a high quality refined fish oil. Um, and then uh, she okayed my turmeric. I, I, I actually buy organic uh, turmeric and make my own capsules because it's so expensive. But I know Thorn and, and, and Integrative are two companies that also make high quality uh, curcumin turmeric things. I like to mix organic ginger and turmeric together. Also magnesium. I use the Calm brand that I, I've heard other folks have good success with, and I use that. I'm also on a lot of B vitamins um, that are, again, Thorn and, and Integrative are two of the companies I use, as well as some Univera still. And then I'm on selenium and iodine to support my thyroid function while I you know, try to get through this. One thing my doctor discovered through all the blood work is I have pretty, you know, I had Epstein-Barr virus and pretty intensely. I had a lot of swollen lymph nodes and, you know, again, the chronic fatigue. And with the cell damage, the um, fluoroquinolones could have brought this virus out in me. It's a good possibility. I don't know if we'll ever really know or if it's something I kind of had that um, that this just made worse. Um, Epstein-Barr is a the virus that causes mono, and in most people who have it, and a lot of people do, it stays suppressed in your cells, and extreme stress or other things can bring it out again, and it is it can be a challenge to suppress it, but it's so important that it gets suppressed because lymph node viruses can really turn into some really awful stuff if if you don't get them under control. And I would have never guessed that. I was just kind of getting too tired to really even care anymore. <laughs> and, and But uh, I started seeing this doctor just about four months ago, and I feel better. I was feeling, you know, better and better and better, but I feel better in the last four months than I definitely have in years and years. And I, I'm so thankful for that. Um, she started me off on about five different antivirals, which were all homeopathic, naturopathic uh, uh, things with the supplements. And, and she also has me on, you know, my adrenals and my cortisol levels were all messed up, um, you know, with the insomnia and everything else. So she also has me on uh, supplements for that. I, I take a nighttime thing for cortisol levels, and then I take a a morning supplement um, to try to, you know, uh, get them in balance again. Um, and also a sleep reset. And I I think that's also from Integrative or Integrative. I think I'm trying to, you know, how is that company pronounced? I don't know. But I just think finding the right doctor and not stopping until you do is so, so important. But I realize how devastating financially this is on a family, on a relationship. And one thing I never would have thought, but I, my partner, uh, thank goodness we've been together 11 and a half years and it was I very hard to survive a relationship with this going on. But he finally did a health intervention 
when he realized um, something's really wrong. And he called my family. I had no idea and asked them for help because I hadn't been able to work full time in quite some time. And uh, so thanks to their help, I was able to get I'm able to get really great medical care and I'm feeling good enough now where I'm working again. And I mean, it's really, uh, it's a really a whole system perspective of how that's working. And in hindsight, I think, you know, up here in Seattle and, and we also have Bastyr, which is a, a great naturopathic school and they actually have a college and they do sliding scale care. So I think Another option, if I didn't have this wonderful support from my family to get me this amazing doctor, that would have been another route to be more affordable, to do a sliding scale thing to keep finding those naturopathic doctors that would really help treat what is going on with me instead of just trying to cover up the symptoms. I think a couple of things that I just want to pull out of of what you of what you just said and really emphasize them is that it's just so important to have a guide. I think it it really is because so it's it's so tempting to just be flailing and to just kind of be punching in the dark and and trying everything and not being particularly methodical about it and freaking out and not not having any sort of baseline and you know um, I, I certainly know from my personal experience that what I just said. Describes a lot of my personal experience, and it, and when I had a guide and someone to go to to discuss things with, and to kind of keep me on track, and to check in with me, and to balance me out, and make sure I didn't panic, um, that that guide was incredibly helpful. And for and for me, that was um, that was an acupuncturist, and and then um, and then later I've I've had a, a chiropractor who has been who has been mm-hmm. a, a really good guide too. And and I got to I, I got to a point in my journey where I didn't need to I didn't need to consult those those guides anymore. And you know, it's not cheap kind of kind of no matter yeah. no 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 matter what. But I'm I'm really thankful that like during the time when I was really, really flailing that I had those guides. And 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 I do think that it's it is it is important. And you know, I in some in some ways I, I wish that, that the most helpful people could offer their services for free. Wouldn't that be nice? But, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> but but, but, but uh, in, in other ways I understand that they of course deserve to get paid because they are doing they are doing good work. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. I also sought chiropractic care, um, and, and another thing that's new for me that I'm looking into, you know, we're so lucky here in the state of Washington to have cannabis be legal, that there's so much involved with cannabis, you know, the non-psychoactive, uh, inflammatory reducing CBDs, and, and you know, there's, there's so many different aspects to cannabis that are healing, um, you know, that I'm uh, able to look into that now, especially with the controlled dosing that I, I'm finding is also helpful for me because I'm a lightweight. I never liked, you know, in the past when I tried it, I didn't like it at all. It made me feel horrible, like, you know, paranoid and anxious. And But I'm realizing it's just a whole new world. I can use something that's uh, CBD only, which is anti-inflammatory, more healing and not get high at all <laughs> and I'm just it's it's I did I had no idea what a healing plant this is so I'm also exploring that that's that's great and I'm in Colorado where it's it's legal as well and it's it's really nice to 
have that as an option and, and have, have the cannabis products as, as potential medicine for, yeah. for us. Like I'm, I'm certainly thankful that that's an option for people here in Colorado and Washington and the other states where at least medical marijuana is, is legal. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely nice. And another thing I wanted to just kind of pull out of, of what you were saying earlier is, um, is just how important support from your family was. And, and I think that, that that is something that, you know, anyone who's going through any sort of illness, but especially the people who are going through just these crazy, weird, mysterious illnesses that no one really knows how to deal with getting support from your family and especially from, from your life partner or spouse is just of the absolute utmost importance. And I'm so glad that your, that your, your partner was able to give you that that support and and was able to just kind of give you that health intervention when you, when you really needed it. I am so thankful for that. And, And to have that hope, you know, don't to ever take away anybody's hope because sometimes that alone is going to keep them going and keep them from really going under. And, and it's given me, you know, I already felt like I was a compassionate, humble person, but now, oh my gosh, when somebody looks okay, but they say they're having a really tough time, my heart just goes out to them because boy, have I been there <laughs> as so many of us have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I, I don't think, um, you know, it's, it, it's a blessing that none of us ever wanted to have right. this compassion for, for people who are, who are going and empathy for people who are going yes. through mysterious yeah. and, and bizarre and invisible Ill- illnesses. But, um, but even, even though no, none of us asked for it, I do think that it, it truly is a blessing to, to yeah. have that level of connection and empathy with our, our fellow human beings. I so agree. And, and, I, and I realize there are so many blessings that come from tragedy, you know, and I, I have no idea what, if I'll ever know what perfect health feels like. And, and I realize that's, I, I have, I have hope. Actually, I have a lot of hope and I'm excited to, to be able to have a life again. Um, but I just, you know, you know, life isn't fair, but how I want to be as grateful and as helpful as I can, no matter what I have. And, and experience and be able to give back as much as I'm able to. And I think gratitude is also gratitude and hope and empathy and compassion are really what is going to help heal one, I think, also. Yeah, I I agree. I agree completely. And, and I think that through doing something like you're telling your story and being willing to share your your knowledge and what you've what you've learned and what you've experienced on this podcast. I, I think is is really helpful, and I, oh, I thank, thank you very you. much for for your willingness to to come on here and to tell people what what has what has helped you and to just share your story. Well, but, thank you, Lisa. Well, and it's a basically thanks to you and the work you're doing that it's just such a huge inspiration for me. I mean, it's, I, I, I like being really authentic and open anyway. And in fact, I was going to say, if anyone wants to connect with me and, and I would be so happy to know you if you want to find me on Facebook or, you know, ask me any questions or be my friend, I'm happy to be there. Um, cause I am a very authentic person. I like 
I like being open about things and it feels actually really good. But you have done a marvelous job that give, gave me the felt that gave me the okay to be this way about this. And that is really amazing what you're doing for oh, others too. Th- thank you. I appreciate that. And I appreciate your openness to uh, letting people communicate with you directly as well. I'll put your, I'll put some of your contact information, whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, let me, let me know. Um, and I'll, I'll put it up on the, I'll put it up on the show, the show notes. We could just talk, we could get, get contact information after we're, after we're done, done recording. Certainly. Is there, is there anything else you would like to just kind of share as, as parting guidance or words, words of wisdom to the people who are listening? Oh gosh. You know, and I, I, I mentioned this when I was talking to you privately that I did join that Baron and Bud lawsuit, and I have no idea if I'm ever going to hear anything about it. I mean, it's been quite a while now, but it did feel really good being part of something and part of that, and it feels good being part of, you know, the the signing the signatures and part of the support groups that are out there of trying to make a difference and, you know, doing all of that, and that feels really good. And I also, it's important to stay positive. And so I, I want to be helpful for everyone that, that are having such a hard time, but I try to not get too caught up in the pain of all the negativity that can be out there. I always want to keep hope going. And but with the compassion of, oh my gosh, I know what that feels like. I just, you know, that's important. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I think that both of those things are important. And I, I mm-hmm. thank you for joining the Baron and Bud lawsuit. Um, I, I personally was not able to because I took the generic ciprofloxacin. And so I got rejected. But the people who the people who are um, willing and able to, to um, go through with the lawsuit, I really appreciate that because ju- going through the justice system is one way that we're going to get the system to change. And and really, I think it's one of it's one of the best shots that we have at actually getting yeah. at, at actually getting some change. Um, we 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 shall see what mm-hmm. will happen with that particular lawsuit. But um, but I, I I appreciate your your pursuing it. I really do. Yeah, thank you. And it's just awful what that you can't because of the generic drug. Isn't that ridiculous? It's it just, is. It's, it's just so, it's, it's just beyond ridiculous. And, you know, I, I, I think we're kind of wrapping up here and rather than mm-hmm. go, going, going into right, complaining right. about it, I think I've complained about it enough in like a, in a couple of blog posts, but, but just, it's ludicrous to so yeah. arbitrarily deny people justice just because they took a generic drug. Like, that should not make any difference whatsoever. Like pain is pain. Pain caused by a drug is pain caused by a drug. It we we should be able to hold someone responsible. Yeah, and, I agree. And and I agree. the fact that the system is just stacked against people gaining any sort of justice, like excuse me, like yeah. this is this is not how the system is supposed to operate. Like people should not be being hurt buy prescription drugs and then have no recourse. It's ridiculous and it's wrong. Oh, I so agree. Oh, and that's another thing. I, I am determined, uh, you know, that I will never take another prescription drug or hopefully over-the-counter drug. <laughs> but again, I, I am just, I don't handle them well anyway. I don't handle vaccines well anymore. I, I think, um, I just don't want to do that to my body. I, I'm good at researching and I've basically found 
other ways to do a much better job so far. So knock on wood, <laughs> that'll yeah. keep on going. <laughs> well, well, certainly good, good, good luck. I hope that you are yeah. not put into a position where, where you feel like you, you have to um, test that. So thank you. So, so any, anyhow, we are, we are running a little bit low on, on time. So, um, thank you so much for coming on the show, Elise. I really, I really do appreciate it. And, um, if anyone would like to reach out to Elise, her contact information will be on the show notes page on both the on both foxyhope.com and foxyhopepodcast.com. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.